0: Just because you're creative doesn't mean you have to be broke or financially struggle. Today, I interview creative Lisa Robin Young of Arc Entertainment Media. She's going to share with you and I, the creatives of the world, how to make good money doing what we love without selling our souls. This should be a great episode. Don't miss it. Let's get started. You're listening to the Mark Keith Braden
1: podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping emerging entrepreneurs create a profitable life and business they love. And now, your host, professional keynote speaker, digital marketing strategist, and master lifestyle coach, Mark Keith Braden.
0: Well, Lisa, I want to thank you for joining me today on the Marquise Breen podcast. I'm so excited to be talking with you after meeting you at one of our community uh, podcasting events. And so I'm just excited to be sharing with you today. But before we get started, I want to share with the listening audience a brief bio of Lisa, and then we'll let Lisa share just a little bit more of in-depth information so that we can better know who she is. But Lisa Robin Young, founder of Arc Entertainment Media, helps creative entrepreneurs make good money doing what they love and enjoy their life in the process. Lisa believes that the best way to be truly successful in life and business is to be yourself warts, sparkles and all so you can own your dreams without selling your soul. Lisa, welcome to the Markeith Brayton Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Markeith. I'm really excited to be here today.
0: Awesome. Well, Lisa, I always liked to give opportunity for my guests to share a little bit more in-depth information about who they are and maybe some things that we wouldn't otherwise know unless you told us.
1: Wow. See, that's a challenge because I like to live my life like I'm an open book. So you can pretty much ask me anything and I'll tell you, but the caveat is don't ask if you don't want to know because I'll tell you. So there's very little (laughs) about me that you probably can't find on the internet somewhere. Um, but I will say that I have been a creative entrepreneur most of my life, um, 40-ish years now, Uh, my first experience as a creative entrepreneur was when I was about three and I would wrangle up the neighbor kids and charge them a quarter to watch me sing and dance. So I've kind of been around the block a long time. I've done a lot of different things with a lot of across the spectrum of entrepreneurship from startup mom and pops to multi-million dollar companies Um, and I just really like getting my hands dirty in people's businesses and helping them make their businesses and their lives better
0: awesome so let's dig a little bit deeper into what is a creative entrepreneur
1: so my definition of a creative entrepreneur is a person who creates with the primary purpose of turning that creation into an income stream to support their livelihood okay so i like to say that entrepreneurs are creatives but not all creatives are entrepreneurs because I have a friend, for example, his name's Dave. He's an amazing vocalist, just gorgeous voice, great singer. He's a security guard, has no interest in becoming a professional grade singer who's going to get paid to sing. It's still his creative outlet, but he's not going to be an entrepreneur doing it. Another example that I like to use um, is Elizabeth Gilbert. Before she turned Eat, Pray, Love into a motion picture, she still had a day job. And she was working the day job to pay the bills and she was writing books because she was passionate about it. And at that time she was not a creative entrepreneur, but when the movie became popular and she made good money doing what she loved, she was confident that she could leave the day job behind and just focus on her work. And that's when she tipped the scales and became a creative entrepreneur
0: a creative entrepreneur. You know, I, I really like that term. And because I am speaking with you, I wanted to theme today's podcast and take it straight from one of your own taglines on your website. And that is how to make good money doing what you love without selling your soul. And why, why is that important when it comes to creative entrepreneurs? Because why was that important for you to have that as part of your tagline?
1: Because one of the things that I see a lot in, in the entrepreneurial world is this concept of hustle. The hustle. We hear about, I've got to be on the hustle and the grind. There are people who, that's their brand, is if you're not hustling, you're losing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't buy that. Because if you hustle all the time and you never get off the hamster wheel, right? You're, you're always running, always going on. When do you rest? When do you take care of yourself? When, when are you responsible to and for all the other things that are going on in your life? And as a creative entrepreneur, our business is often an extension of who we are, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's this thing that we've, we can't not do. We have to put it out into the world and we're passionate about it. And most of us don't start businesses doing what we love with the idea of I'm going to make millions and do what I love. It's like, I do what I love and oh, hey, I can make money. It's like the thing then the money, not the money then the thing. So if that's the case, we need to take what I call a 360 degree view of the business owner. Because if there's a problem in your life, it's gonna trickle over into your business. And if there's a problem in your business, don't no trickle over into your life like that that's the nature of creative entrepreneurship it's not this corporate conglomerate where you've got minions who will do your bidding in all of these areas in your business and you can just go play golf in some fancy place somewhere no it's a part of you and because it's a part of you you have to nourish yourself and take care of you too so the idea of staying on the hamster wheel of hustle all the time really rubbed me the wrong way and I've seen entrepreneurs creative entrepreneurs even who like hustle is their mantra and they look 10 years older than they are because or they've got adrenal fatigue or you know they're they're genuinely having to take long chunks of time off from their business because they're ill and i'm like why don't we just kind of even the road a little bit and instead of being like hustle 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 long break let's just do and live and enjoy our lives in the process that was something that a coach of mine really got me to think real hard about was the idea that i could meet my goals and enjoy my life in the process and that whole concept of you mean i get to enjoy it now i don't have to wait until the end like i don't have to wait till retirement to enjoy i can do it now huh does that mean you're gonna go a little slower sometimes sometimes not though because what happens is you get in alignment and you can start to cut away a lot of stuff that really doesn't matter to you because you're being honest with yourself instead of trying to keep up with the joneses or the Vaynerchucks, or the anybody else's out there who are telling you, you gotta go, you gotta be, you gotta do, you gotta see all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really good. One of the things I read on your website, you said that creatives have more opportunities than ever before, but they don't know how to capitalize on those opportunities. And so those are two different things. What are those opportunities, or why do you believe now or today is a great time for creatives.
1: Wow, I love this question. Nobody's asked me this question yet. So thanks. <laughs> I appreciate you asking me this, Keith. One of the things that I see, and I don't think that this is something that's, you know, that, that anybody can't miss, right? We've got such a low barrier to entry for so many things that used to be out of reach for any creatives. You couldn't make a movie using your phone and, and make it High production value now there are apps for that. You can shoot a whole you know feature length film using just your phone and do a pretty good job of it right? That was not an option even ten years ago uh, radio we 've got podcasting now, and podcasting is huge. It, you know when it first started it was like what 's this podcasting i don 't know we 've still got radio we don 't need this podcasting and now the barrier to entry is lower and anybody with a halfway decent microphone can record and, and put their message out to the world, right? Same thing with the creative arts, dance, you, acting. You used to have all these gatekeepers that said, if you don't meet these criteria and check these boxes, you can't do this, right? If you don't pass the audition, you can't get in. But now we've got YouTube, and we've got all of these other outlets that make it so much easier for us to stop waiting to be picked. And to pick ourselves and do our great work and build an audience around who we are and what we love to do that just weren't available anymore. So that's why I believe that we really do have a lot more opportunity than we've ever had in the past. And now it's just a matter of helping creative entrepreneurs learn how to capitalize on that and really make good money doing what they love.
0: Which leads me to the following question. You know, what are some tips or some things that you could provide for those who are creatives, those who are listening and are creatives and really wanting to, you know, Get some of their creativity out into the world, into the marketplace so that they can start building possibly a business uh, that they love. What are some of those tips to capitalize on opportunity?
1: So one of the first things I always tell people is, look, if a grown man can make good money unboxing action figures on YouTube and playing with them, (laughs) there is pretty much a market for anything. It's Mm. a matter of finding those people. Well, how do you find those people? You've got to put yourself in a place where you can be seen. So maybe that's video. Maybe that's live events. You have to play around with the thing that's right for you. But there are three things that I have to say. One, don't lose hope. Like keep the faith because dude making, you know, five, six figures a year unboxing toys, you can make money doing what you love, right? That's the first thing. The second thing is um, be persistent and be patient because you got to do the work right? Um, The third thing is your your first is always your worst. So whether you're doing videos or a podcast episode or a dance production or you're writing a book, it doesn't matter how good you make it. It doesn't matter how much of your blood and guts and soul you put into it. It's always going to be the worst thing you've ever done 10 years down the road because you're 10 years down the road. You've got that much more experience behind you and under your belt. One of the things that I have committed to doing is keeping my very first YouTube video on my YouTube channel because I want people to see that there's this evolution. My very first video was terrible, right? I didn't even show my face on video. It was like a picture of me and a voiceover and that was my video. And I've come a long way since then and I want people to recognize we all start with one subscriber. We all start with no audience. We all start like Justin Bieber did, singing on a street corner to whoever would pass by, right? It's that, it's that persistence of doing the work and continuing to show up and refine and hone and listen to your market because that's key. You can show up in a vacuum and just make stuff, right? And just, just create, but you have to pay attention to the market or it's not a business.
0: So mm.
1: listen to the market, respond to the market, don't react, respond to what the market is telling you. That way you can maintain control over what you're creating and still be responsive to this is what my audience is saying they want me to create for them. How can I do that in a way that's in alignment with who I am and what I want so that I can make money and they can be happy and we can be happy too.
0: And I like that being in alignment with who you are authentically, right? You know, being in alignment and making sure that you are doing something that's truly authentic to the blueprint of who you are. Yes. Because sometimes we end up you know maybe uh taking that step of faith or stepping out and doing the thing that we love only to create what we left right yeah
1: yeah so so this is an interesting dynamic and there's two pieces to this that i'd I'd love to hit on the first one being the masks that we can sometimes find ourselves wearing Um, i did not develop this construct Um, maria dr maria nemeth i think the name of the book is the secret energy of money or the energy of money one of the two Um, She talks about these these layers that we have to ourselves, and I call them masks. There's the mask of the pretender, and we put this mask on and we pretend to be something we're not for the rest of the world because we want them to see us in a certain light, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's the mask of the coward, which is similar but different. We put this mask on for people to protect them from who we're afraid that we are right? But then there's our true self, our real self, the warts sparkles and all, right? The good stuff and the bad stuff all rolled into one. That's who we really are every day. Like great smile, bad hair day, great voice, and you know, not feeling too well today. Like that whole package. And we have to own the whole package, not just as creative entrepreneurs, but as human beings. We have to recognize that we have more empowering pieces and more disempowering pieces in our personalities. That's just who we are and until we can own all of that every time we show up wearing one of our masks if somebody falls in love with the mask that we're wearing they're not falling in love with us they're not becoming our fans they're becoming fans of the mask and then we start to resent what it is that we've created what it is that we're doing for people because it's not us And I'm a fusion creative, right? So I developed this whole spectrum that takes people from the very linear and to the very chaotic and then right in the middle are fusions like me. So we're good at a lot of different things. We kind of speak both languages and, and we wanna do a lot of different things. And so one of the big challenges that fusion creatives have is that they want to be seen fully and completely as their true selves. They don't wanna be pigeonholed. Oh, she's an actress. Oh, he's an author. Oh, she's a, no, man, I'm like, I'm multifaceted I got all these parts and pieces and I want you to see and experience them all. And that was part of what made my struggle as a creative entrepreneur. So arduous in the beginning, cause I couldn't figure out how to connect the dots. But when you are a person who wants to have those, those facets seen, you don't want to be shoved into a box somewhere. Well, that means you have to show up as authentically as you can because otherwise, people aren't seeing you. They're seeing the mask. They're seeing the pretender or the coward instead of seeing your true self.
0: Seeing your true self. I, I really like that. That if they fall in love with the mask, that means that they're really not falling in love with you. Yeah. What a powerful statement that is. And. Thank you for sharing uh, that information with us. So we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back to talk to Lisa right after this. At the end of the day, we all wanna live successful and impactful lives. We all have dreams and aspirations that we truly want to achieve, but sometimes it's hard to get it done and to achieve those dreams and visions by ourselves. Sometimes you need to hire a coach or have a mentor. That's why I created the Inspire and Elevate Strategy Session. These strategy sessions allow you an opportunity to pull on my own personal expertise of being an individual who went from a nine to five and started his own successful speaking and coaching business. If you have a desire to move to your next level, if you have a desire to take some steps toward creating the lifestyle that you've always wanted, book your strategy session today. Go to markheathbraden.com, click on the Work With Me tab, and listen to the video and look at the testimonials of the individuals that I've helped along the way. Your time is now. Your time is right now. Let's move you to your next level. Let's. Achieve the dreams and goals that you have by you booking your Inspire and Elevate strategy session. I know this is your opportunity. Now let's just move on it. Well, welcome back. We are talking to Lisa Young, and she has been giving us some great, great information for those of you who are creatives. And, you know, how do you really start stepping out there? and doing what you love without selling your soul, right, Lisa?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the key. Got to keep your soul intact.
0: So, Lisa, I scoured your website and saw all types of great things that you were doing. And one of the things uh, that you do or how you show up in the world is as an author. And I like that I saw one of your books was called the Secret Watch, I believe, is that correct?
1: Yeah, that was uh, my uh, yeah. first book. Yeah, The Secret Watch. So brief backstory, crazy lady on an airplane comes to me, sticks her wrist in my face while we're on the plane and says, you should write a story called The Secret Watch and every second tells you something special. And I'm like, okay. And so I, by the time the plane left, flight landed, I had outlined all 60 inscriptions for this book. And the book is basically a parable that follows a woman named uh, Tina. She's a graphic designer and she's trying to build her business amidst Mm. a bunch of struggles in her family and home life. And an older businesswoman gives her this magical watch, this pocket watch that only opens once a day. And each day when she opens it, it has a new inscription to help her define success on her own terms. And so the book really revolves around these, how she comes to define success on her own terms and build her business successfully.
0: And that's really good. And that's why I wanted to talk a little bit about this because in my former podcast, which was called the school of purpose podcast, one of the very first questions I would ask every guest is how do you define success? And so how do you define?
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a great one. This is a great one because, um, Success for me right now today is different than what success will be tomorrow or the next day. I fully believe that success is a destination and you are already there. So what you're looking at today, take a look around. This is success for you right now today. And if you don't like the way success looks today, you have choices that you can make today to make tomorrow different. So today's success is the culmination of all the decisions, choices, things that I've decided to do and not do that have led me to be here with you today, Markeith. Had I not gone to that podcast meetup, had I not talked to you, this would not be happening. So this is success today. Now, my definition of success down the road is based on the goals and the milestones that I want to set for myself, but I always believe that right now in this moment, I am already successful.
0: Hmm. Because you get to determine yes. what success is. You know, I used to share with all of my clients a a nice little saying that I learned from. I believe it was from Les Brown, and he would he would tell everyone he was if you're not happy with where you are in life, if you're not pleased with the results that you have in your life or in your business, know that you ordered it off the menu. Yeah. Called life. Yeah. Every decision that we make, every choice that we make helps to order certain things in our life. And if we're not pleased with what it is that we're seeing, we have an opportunity to choose something different.
1: Yes, we always, always have a choice. One of the things that I tell people, especially my clients, when I'm working with them, I'm like, look, we're setting goals and we're moving in this direction. But the harsh reality is we cannot control the outcome. There is no ever a guarantee that we are going to hit the goal. All we can do is influence it by showing up and taking the actions that we believe are going to move the needle in the direction that we want it to go. And even then we still can't predict when or how it's actually going to show up. So I'm all, when I'm always asking my clients is, do you want to keep moving in this direction? Even if you don't know how it's going to turn out, because if you can't commit to being uncertain and doing the work anyway and you know, having that level of faith, then this isn't something that's for you. This is not a direction you need to go in. We were talking earlier about being in alignment. This is part of that. One of the things that I talk to my clients about is, is this concept of 30 hours. If you're gonna create a product or an offering, if you're not willing to put 30 hours into it upfront before you know it's gonna sell, don't do it. Because yeah. if you're not willing to invest the time and energy to really make something of quality, your people aren't going to want to buy it. Don't mm. stress yourself out over making it. Just do something else.
0: Yeah, that is awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, that whole term of success just sometimes throws people off. You you know, it means something totally different to everybody. Well, I think and, that's part
1: of it. You yeah. know, like we... If we're true to ourselves, right? If we're really listening to what matters to us, then our definition of success is super personal. But what ends up happening more times than not is we get caught up in what we see somebody else doing and we go, oh, that must be what success is. I want that. that I, when I have that, I'll be successful. When, I, when I've had a podcast for five years and I've got 40,000 people on my mailing list, then I'll be successful. Why? why? Why are those numbers so important to you? Well, because that's what so-and-so has. Well, but maybe you don't really need that. Maybe that's not really the goal. One of the things that I, I tell my clients regularly is that sometimes the goal isn't a goal. Sometimes the goal that you set for yourself is a catalyst that gets you excited and fired up enough to get off the stick and go do something. And then right. in the process of doing, you step forward and you go, Oh, there's something else over there that I, I couldn't even see from where I was. And I think I want to go that way instead. That doesn't make you a loser for not hitting the goal. The goal did its job. The goal got you moving. And now there's something else that you want. So Attaching your hopes to somebody else's definition of success is just a surefire way to fail because you'll never be successful because you haven't defined it for yourself.
0: For yourself. Yeah. And so many people attach success to what they see somebody else accomplish or that whole comparison, a situation, you know, or circumstance where we're comparing our lives to somebody else's life, not even knowing. well how they got there, not even knowing if it was legit, or if it's a facade, right? You know, so we have to be careful uh, in looking at other people or allowing other people to dictate or determine what success is for us. Yes. Yes. Wow. Wow. This is such a great conversation we're having and I hate to let it go. However, you know, the podcast can't just keep going on and on and on or we nobody would listen. (laughs) But what I do want to do before we do in today's podcast is to allow you an opportunity to share with that creative and give them, you know, some words of inspiration, some words that will help them to stay the course. And say, hey, nobody is like you. You are a designer's original. You're unique. Why should they stay the course, Lisa?
1: One of the things that I, gosh, the drum I've been banging for nigh on a decade now, when I first started coaching, I worked with direct sellers and I would tell them the single most important product that your company has to offer is you. You know, there are millions of consultants selling the exact same product out of the exact same catalog for the exact same price in direct sales. The difference, the thing that makes people choose to buy from you rather than someone else is you. And as a creative entrepreneur, there are no truer words. Like, it is your vision. It is your gift. It is your message. It is your perspective. There are going to be 55,000 painters living on your street but they're all going to be different because they're all going to have a different perspective, a different medium of choice. They're all going to have a different worldview. They're all going to have a different approach to the way they're doing it. And we need you to show up as you, not as the next somebody else, not as the next Picasso or Rembrandt. We need you to be you because your story, your life gift, your fingerprint on this world has a ripple effect that touches so many more lives than you could ever imagine you know i show up on marquise's podcast marquise's podcast goes out to a certain number of listeners those listeners hear it and tell somebody else and they tell somebody else and they tell somebody else and i have no idea how far reaching the impact is going to be for this one episode and marquise has many episodes and is going to be making more episodes that's a lot of impact that wouldn't happen if marquise didn't show up right so if you didn't show up these people who listen to you who trust you, who look to you for guidance and inspiration would not have that. You would be robbing them of the very gift that they need to move the needle in their lives and in their great work. Not Mm -hmm. to mention you'd be robbing yourself because you have this gift that provides for you in a way that nothing else can. So to speak to all the creatives, you and me included, we have to stay the course if this is something that really means something to us. If it doesn't, then don't do it because it's not an easy road for most of us. We don't just fall into luxuriousness and happiness and golden rainbows and unicorns. There's work involved. There's effort involved. But that effort is worth it. And the reward on the other side of it is worth it if you're willing to stay the course and do the work.
0: Be willing to stay the course and do the work. Wow. So Lisa, are there any resources or anything that you think uh, would be beneficial for most creatives is that if it's a book, a program, or a conference that you think would be good for them to attend or read.
1: Ho, 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 he says. Um, <laughs> well, I would be remiss if I didn't even speak about my own offerings, right? So I have a brand new book called Creative Freedom: How to Own Your Dreams Without Selling Your Soul, and that is a how-to guide to building a growth plan for the next twelve months. Of your life and your business and it takes that 360 degree approach that we talked about before so you're combining your life and your work in a way that works for who you are that's in authentic alignment with what you're trying to create in the world so there's that and then the extension of that is every october i do creative freedom live here in nashville it's a three-day event where we actually sit down together we rent a big house and we come together like a bunch of roommates and friends and we work on building that growth plan together and we unpack old money stories, and we help you really look at what is it going to take for you to have enoughness in your life and in your great work. But before you can get really get into any of that, you need to understand what your creative entrepreneur type is. Mm -hmm. And so I've developed a free assessment that anybody can take, no no opt-in required even, if you just go to the website lisarobinyoung.com forward slash quiz, and you can take the assessment and learn your type So you can find those ninja skills and blind spots that are unique to your creative type and then maximize those for greater impact in your life and in your great work.
0: And that was lisarobinyoung.com?
1: Yep, forward slash quiz. That'll take you right to the quiz.
0: Awesome. What other handles or social media platforms are you on that people can find you?
1: I'm Lisa Robin Young, like everywhere. Robin has two B's though. So if you don't include the second B, you might not find me, but I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Insta. I'm I'm all over the place.
0: You're all over the place. (laughs) Well, Lisa, I want to thank you for joining me on the Marquee Break Podcast. It has been a great conversation that we've had today. And I know that many people who will be listening to this podcast will get some valuable information to take the next step in their creative journey of entrepreneurship. So thank you again for joining me. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Wow, what a great interview with Lisa Robin Young. I really wanted to do this interview because, you know, I get a lot of questions from creatives on how do I really turn my passion into profits? And I believe that Lisa gave us some great tips on how we make that transition. Because you really don't have to be broke or have to struggle financially. You just really have to hone in on your niche area. And you really have to start from where You are. Wow, what a great episode. As I stated earlier, I would love for you to schedule a strategy session if you are a creative out there who is really ready to move into taking your creative ability and turning it into opportunity for yourself and into financial opportunity for yourself, I would advise you to at least do a complimentary consultation with me by going to my website, markeithbrayton.com and clicking on the link contact me. Also, I'm always excited that you share with me each and every week different topics and different reviews for the podcast. So, just as I have in previous weeks, I would ask for you to email me at markeith at com and let me know what you think about today's episode and also any recommendations of guests and or topics that you would like for me to cover. The Markeith Brayton Podcast exists for those purpose-driven entrepreneurs who are really ready to leverage their expertise, really ready to leverage technology so that they can build a business that they truly love And guess what? Make profits. So I'm excited to always interview other entrepreneurs, other creatives, other individuals who are pursuing their goals and dreams, utilizing their own skills, abilities, and talents to create opportunity for themselves. Each and every week, I love to bring you these episodes that I hope will encourage you, to inspire you, and motivate you to do the thing that you're truly called to do. I'm always excited that you choose to listen to the Markeith Brayton podcast each and every Monday. I want you to remember this. Always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care.
1: for listening to the Markeith Braden Podcast at MarkeithBraden.com. If you've not subscribed to the podcast via iTunes, subscribe today and be sure to leave Markeith a rating and review of today's episode. Just remember this,
0: always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded.